Blog Talk Radio. Tracy and Craig show. Somehow my TV just turned on by itself. I think my house is haunted. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bring Craig on. Maybe, maybe he did something to my TV. He yeah, you're welcome for that. Let, let a ghost out or something. <laughs> How you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Uh, I want to apologize again to our wonderful listeners about yesterday. Um, You know, I will tell you when it's on us and that one 
however, was not on us. Um, you know, when um, when we can actually get some money flowing into the show, we will probably be looking at upgrading and getting out of Blog Talk Radio. Um, not exactly the best provider. So um, I have no qualms saying that. I've said that to them on many occasions. And um, anyway, sorry about yesterday. Uh, but what's been going on with you? How's your week? How's your birthday? I would sing to you, but I, I won't. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard several people sing to me over the past few days. Uh, so not, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> no more. <laughs> My birthday went pretty well, though. I went to Michigan to visit friends and family over the weekend, and I kicked some ass at the karaoke at a couple bars, and you yeah, are had a, a good old time. Master. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time. Well, but good. Uh, now I'm back in now I'm back in town and ready to roll. Ready to kick some GOP ass. How about that? Yeah, exactly. No, I am. I'm so ready. Um, we already have a caller, and I believe I know who it is. Wow. But uh, I'm going to bring them on and let them introduce themselves. I believe they're calling from Oregon. I believe I know who it is. <laughs> caller, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? What's your name? Hi, this is Cherokee from Oregon. Hi, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Okay. You tell hey, me you're I'm calling. good. How are you all? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, and I apologize if um it's noisy. I'm at, I'm at work right now, so uh so I do apologize for the background noise. But That's uh, nice. how That's how are good. you? How are you all doing? We're good. Yeah, We're good. doing pretty well good, by yourself. Good, glad, <laughs> good, good. I'm glad to hear that. So um I just wanted to say uh, um I had a few things that occurred to me. Um, I've been doing a lot of research in um, the background of this movement and what uh, and what's been occurring as far as like you know the GOP and their 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 basic um, denial about the uh, uh, the need the need to recuse sessions or honestly just to have him resign period. Um, and, and other things. So one of the things that um, I found is that there is a, uh, there's a religious origin to, to all of these um, activities that we're seeing going on in, in politics today. And if, okay. you like research the, if you research the Council for National Policy and the um, John Birch Society and the Heritage Foundation – you'll see that Trump and his cabinet members, as well as the people that he's picked to fill the offices like DeVos for Secretary of Education, Ben Carson for Housing, um, so forth and, and so on, these people are um, all members of these organizations. They're, they're connected or tied to these organizations um, in some form or fashion. Um, and also their, their donations um, have been coming from uh, these organizations as, as well. So that, that's something that if um, anybody has the opportunity to follow um, on Twitter, this uh, gentleman named Chris Stroop, he's uh, working on his PhD in uh, Russian uh, studies as well as um, uh, something to do with theocracy. Uh, his Twitter handle is C underscore Stroop. And he's a real smart okay. guy, good, good person to follow. Um, but that ties, that, that also, all of that ties into um, white supremacy, which if you read the book, and I share this on my Twitter um, uh, timeline, uh, The End of White Christian America by Robert, I think it's Pierce, um, but I've just finished listening to that book uh, two days ago, and he really outlines uh, in really clear detail the, the 
role that white supremacy has played and how it has hurt minorities and how we are we are kind of at where we're at um, in in our society today and it, it affects the LGBT community it affects people with disabilities it affects you know Muslims it affects the black community um, and he really really breaks it down from that perspective of, of religion <laughs> so that, that those were like the two very big and and I don't know that a lot of people following the politics uh, today are actually aware of of this connection because I'm seeing a lot of people um, kind of talking like they'll talk about a subject but it's more like they're talking around it and especially if you listen to DeVos and some of the language that she uses when she's describing um, why she's wanting, you know, quote unquote school choice, all of that is is buried in that that nineteen fifties path of, you know, the Southern Baptist and their push for segregation. Uh, more along the lines of the Jim Crow laws. I mean, some were Southern Baptist, some were Methodist, I mean it um but yeah, I mean, that sounds like a lot like the Jim Crow talk. It and it I've, and it is. And with with a with a with a new uh they're putting like definitely a, a political spin on it, a propaganda. Um and the thing of it is is that when and this is where uh uh, uh Chris Stroop comes in, when you put the, the what's happening in Russia with Putin and um, the, the church's role in Russia and how he has been um, working to raise Russia into a theocracy um, to get it back to that old imperialistic uh, uh, government that they had before, um, you know, the uh, communism took over and and they went over to, um, they chose to get rid of all religion. Uh, that, that definitely um, plays a role in it. And uh, Chris he has a lot, of, a lot of history on that. And um, there's also a Irish historian, um, Liam Hogan from Ireland, who, who talks a lot about the the Irish slave myth, um, and you'll see this a lot in the um, the white nationalist uh, sites. Or the, when if somebody starts talking about Irish slaves, you can that's a good clue that they're in that white nationalist movement. Yeah, every article I read seems like. When it comes to proposals made by somebody in the Trump administration, the headline always reads something like, will it harm you know, 13 million members of the X community or something like that? It seems like there's always somebody excluded, some minority that's excluded from one of their, their policy proposals. Right. And so, and so the um, – so the, the – we, I think we're all familiar with the, the pull yourself up by the bootstrap mythology mm-hmm. that the GOP likes to parade around. You know, just you know the whole idea that you're you're poor, not because they've instituted policies that help keep you poor, but because you know you're just not working hard enough. Right. Um, that that's where the 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 Irish the Irish slave myth comes plays into that you if you like I said I'm I've been spending a lot of time researching this so this isn't really anything that you'll just come across but what I've noted what what made me what pricked my ears up to to, li- to listening for and looking into this subject was that I started to hear in mainstream media these these um, kind of catchphrases that didn't make sense to me until I started researching what did they what did they mean by that. And so that's 
so to just kind of wrap up my, my thoughts on this is to say that we have to be more skeptical than ever, um, especially with this administration. Um, and so I just highly recommend people who are paying attention to politics to, um, to read some books on what is skeptical thinking, what, you know, um, there's a book that I read um, or I listened to on Audible through the great courses called Our Deceptive Brain. Um, and it talks about how we're, our brain is always looking for patterns. We're always looking for patterns, and we have this cognitive bias, um, which I don't – did either of you see um, that article in The Guardian about that billionaire who got busted – or not really busted, but they outed him for uh, contributing millions to Trump? First, he, he contributed to Ted Cruz, and then he commit, uh then he contributed to Trump. Oh. There's been so many. Did either I, 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 I'm sure I have, but I don't recall it yeah. very clearly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and that's that's kind of you know one of the things that I've, I'm seeing is that we're definitely in a in like a, a brave new world kind of setting where it's not it's not like I mean in some ways it's 1984 in which you know we we have this alternative facts and and code languages and stuff like that, but sure. we're, we're being so inundated and overwhelmed with information that it's hard to filter out and know what's important and what's not. Um, so, this, so, the, so the reason why I wanted to, to call in was to raise awareness about this article in The Guardian, um, because the article made it clear, and I'll, and I'll share this, I'll tag Tracy in this stuff and share this book and tag Tracy um, also, so that she can share it with a larger audience. Sure, let me have it. Um, okay, and so so the article from the Guardian talks about how um, this guy is using this billionaire. He's he's like a, a computer genius, and he's using algorithms to play to our cognitive biases, so that we are swayed to vote the way they want us to vote because they're changing how we think. They're actually reprogramming our, our brains. I know that sounds weird. But through online advertising and algorithms such as, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Google search. Like if you search Trump, even though we know he's not a good president, he's, not, um, a good, he's just not a good person, period. But if you search for it, if you just type in that first word Trump, you get like great president or it'll po it'll populate these search terms, you know, did you want to search for, you know, Trump, awesome, winner, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, that's this, this guy has been manipulating the algorithm to change the way we see the world. Well, it's definitely yeah, not changing my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll have to leave a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so, I think a problem so too, like you I said, think. there's so much information out there, and there's right. so many different types of outlets and sources, and then many right-wing new, uh, news outlets. They've they've said for I don't know how many years that oh, we're the only outlet you can trust. Every, everyone else is biased toward the, the left, and unfortunately, right. a lot of people started believing right. that. And it doesn't matter if you fact check a, a conspiracy theory or a claim made by a far-right Republican. Since they heard it from just you know one source, and then it's what they want to believe, then they're they're just going to dismiss everything else, unfortunately. Exactly, exactly, and yeah. that that kind of brings me back around to that beginning, that opening topic, which is the the Council for National Policy. One of the things that is very concerning to me is their refusal to investigate Trump's financials, his mm -hmm. his ties, his administration's ties. And his campaign ties with um, Russian top Russian officials, um, and to me that for me that says two alarm bells. One, they're so confident that they that they have us by the short hairs, or two, they're not taking orders from us. They're they're listening to the people who are making the national policy. So, so Franklin Graham, um, Billy Graham's son, is just 
one of those people that you really have to watch out for because he's he's one of those people that's behind the scenes helping make policy that's designed to further their agenda and and hurt us. But I I just it, it's one of those things where I I really would just urge your listeners to one don't believe believe me don't go research it for yourself just just know that I'm not saying listen to me I'm not saying believe me I'm saying these are things that I'm seeing go research it for yourself no definitely that's a good philosophy not many people do that anymore it seems like yeah yeah well I appreciate you calling um, in we've got to get to our our next topic but thank you um some you're you welcome. Know, Thank you guys for interesting stuff to Thanks think for about. calling. Okay. All right. Thank you for. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Well, do you have any thoughts on that? That's a lot to digest. Uh, give me a moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it was kind of a lot out there. Um. It's all very interesting, and I, I second her notion of people going out and researching things for themselves. That's, that's yes, why I always I say, agree. whether it be a, a blog of mine or a book, yeah, no, no matter who reads it, I say, well, if, if you don't believe something I write, go out go out and uh, research it. I can guarantee you it's it's true, but you know what? Go out and read some more about right. it. And I don't think enough people I mean, do that. I mean, the stuff is. that we put up on the shows, Twitter, and, you know, and stuff that, you know, your, your blog that you write that we tr- always try to get up and that people can find on your you know, website. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I can say about, you know, what you write, I know you've done the research. I don't, I don't have to, uh, don't even have to think about it. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> I, I, I know that, you know, you're not just spouting out, um, stuff that, you know, we don't, uh, you know, that you didn't research. I mean, it's, um, yeah, and that's all yeah, we try to get people to do is 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 yeah. you know do your research and stand but you know stand behind what you say and you know, be able to back it up mainly. Um, There's a stark contrast between having an opinion first, and going to research to try and v- confirm your opinion, and right. going into research right. going to research first and forming your opinion based on the research, and I go for the latter, not the former. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, you've got to be able to, you know. It, and the thing is, you know, people think that I just cut off um, right wingers, and that's just that's not true or fair to say. But you know, when you when you come at me, well, number one, if you disrespect me, that's probably going to get you kicked off. But. Um, you know, if you come with me with your sources are, well, because they said it, <laughs> and you don't even know who yeah. they, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know. You know I know a guy. Get very, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know a guy. Um, that's not going to get you very far with me. Now, if you come with me and you've done your research, um, I mean, if we can have a civil conversation, all for it. All for it, but uh, mm-hmm. you know these crazy. I don't know. It becomes difficult, you know, next to impossible. If somebody comes at you with a conspiracy theory, you come back right. with a fact checker debunking that conspiracy theory. Then they say, "Well, that that fact checker is globally biased." There's really <laughs> no form of uh, co- um, coming together and, and reasoning with each other. When you're on such different wavelengths, <clears throat> right? Yeah, and it's you know it's similar to um, you know like when Trump he says, "Well, we're going to end this. We're going to do this." And it's, yeah, because and we're it's going to be great. <laughs> you know, we're we're going <laughs> to we're going to really you know, beat this thing or we're, and it's like, 
can you just tell me how you're going to do it? Give me a plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just, you know, we're, <laughs> just because I said so, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be bigly. <laughs> bigly great. Bigly great. Huge. I mean, you know, I was like, come on, dude. It was like his uh, speech the other the other night. I can't tell you how many times he would say just what you were saying right a few seconds ago. Say, well, he, he, I'm, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's going to be great. We're going to end gun violence. We're going to end war and terrorism, and we're going to make health healthcare better. But then there's there are no details. There there's no <laughs> route forward to showcase how we're going to to reach these goals. <laughs> it's just oh, we're going to do it. Right, we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. <laughs> How are you going to do it? <laughs> but you know, those are the things that I want to know. It's not. Don't tell me you're gonna do it. Tell me how you're gonna do it. And mm-hmm. and I think that's what a lot of people are. Uh, even some Republicans I know are like, okay, he says he's going to make health care better. Right. Well, but how? How? I mean, what, you know, um, I posted a really telling picture today. Um, he met with the CEOs of um, all white men, of course, except one black male um, was in the picture. Um and they're all CEOs of insurance companies talking about how they're going to make it better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just had to laugh because it's like, no, that. How in the hell? Are, I mean, these are people who try to keep, you know, it, keep us away from insurance and getting the things that we need and. You know, you've talked about, you know, your position and with the pre-existing conditions that, mm-hmm. I mean, we've get, you've got to have ACA. You've got to have yeah. it or some, you know, some type of law similar that's going to cover you. I mean, so many people are, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are, are just, you know, real concerned and, you going off and meeting with the CEOs, the billionaires who make money hand over fist, especially getting those bonuses when they're able to keep people from getting what they need and keep the cost down. They're not who you need to be turning to. I mean, sure, they're a component, but that that's who he chose to meet with. And I, I posted that picture um I, and I was just, I was just sick. <laughs> I was just, at least Kellyanne's not in there digging her spikes into the couch. <laughs> what the fuck was up with that picture? That, that, yeah, that was kind of a funny picture. <laughs> I mean, man, my mom. There, there are a lot. There are a lot of pictures coming up. Let me in, and next week, if I did that on her couch, <laughs> and I mean, she's just, she's just such a hick. I, I mean, I, that's the nicest thing I can say about her. I mean, I hate talking bad about women, but Jesus. I mean, get some class. You work in the White House, for God's sakes, you know? <laughs> I don't think that's asking that first too much. I was it myself. This, this has to be a picture posted by The Onion or some satire site. and That seems to happen at least once a week ever since Trump was inaugurated. There's, there's a picture posted at the, the White House. Of somebody in Trump's administration or Trump himself, and I, I look at it and think, this this can't be real, but it is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I saw another one that was really funny that had her sitting in that position, but it's um, probably something I shouldn't say on air. But yeah, probably it not. Was pretty, it was pretty damn funny. There. And this is the time for good satirical humor, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they feed us. So go by Craig. The jokes. Book. Yeah, right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the plug. You're welcome. I always try to get it in. 
<laughs> so That's what, what, said, about, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, – I know you watched it, the full speech. Yeah, I did. Um, on his address to Congress. Now, now, folks, this was not a State of the Union. I wish people can get that through their heads. This was not a State of the Union address. It was a joint address, very similar, but but it was not his State of the Union. Okay. That's correct. <laughs> so give me your thoughts, because I know you, you, you watched it. I've watched pieces. I, I just couldn't uh, I just I just couldn't watch it. I, I, I just uh Well that's understandable. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably it was interesting. Probably not up in the trash I, can, I found huh? <laughs> his tone was much mm, Calmer than it is typically. You could tell he was reading from the teleprompter and he didn't write the speech himself. Yet at the same time, his the content was still pretty radical at times. That that juxtaposition was kind of unsettling, I guess you could say. But then other times, the content was completely contradictory to what his actions have been thus far. And, <laughs> and so it was very intriguing speech, especially if you pay close attention to politics and especially the, the current administration. There, there were just contradictions galore. And some of the things he said, there were, of course, no specifics. It was all general and hyperbole and <laughs> falsehood. And, and, but he, but he sounded more calm than, than he had does typically. And so some members of the media after his speech were saying, Oh, Maybe this is this is the start of the new presidential, the more presidential Donald Trump. And I was thinking to myself, you can't be serious. And don't call me Shirley. No, <laughs> I just had to say that. <laughs> but he he's done this how many times? Where he'll act like a, a three-year-old boy for months at a time. Then he has that one press conference, that one speech, that that one debate, where he comes across as as more. It's less crazy, I guess you could say, and the media just they seem to drool over all over that and think they say, "Oh, well, maybe this, maybe this is the start of a change in the, the more presidential Donald Trump." And every time I hear that, I think this, this is what a seventy-year-old man. He, he's been a certain way for pretty much all his life for sixty-five, seventy years, and you expect me to change just like that? I don't, I don't think so. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you there, know, there was nothing. There was nothing mind blowing about the speech. Nothing surprising, too surprising in my opinion. And there were a couple of things he said which caught me a little off guard. Like he talked about replacing Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, which is this thing. <laughs> Some people don't know that, but he said to re- replace that, we, 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 wouldn't, we wouldn't be taking away uh, health care. From those with pre-existing conditions, and so I mean, he, he didn't uh, add any details on how we were going to do that, make the transition. But I was a little surprised he had said that. And, yeah. Yeah. But besides that, though, I mean, there weren't too many surprises. No, no real mind-blowing moments. Just just a lot of generalities and hyperbole and. Uh, Distortions of the truth. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty typical Donald Trump speech, but a little calmer in tone, I guess you could say. Yeah, they probably gave his uh, yeah gave him dose of heavy dose of his medication, calm him down a little bit. Medical marijuana. God, I can't imagine him on that. I was thinking more <laughs> of, uh, you know, Haldol or something myself. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, he he went out there trying to be presidential, but we all know that he isn't. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of like 
too little, too late, you know, and, and the, the thing that really got to me was, you know, when he, when he goes off on these, you know, that he's, that he's gonna, you know, we're, we're, we're going to fix healthcare. Okay. How, <laughs> what's it going to cost us, you know? And, um, I don't know. He was just kind of all over the topics too. He just he jumped from A to right. M back to C to over to J and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he, I mean, he's already displayed so much flip flopping back and forth. Um. That that I just um, I don't know I, I I can't I can't get but I just I can't get behind him um, at all. Um, uh, on one hand, I mean, he tried reaching out to both parties at during this, his speech, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> it, it's like if if you're in middle school and you're getting bullied by this like the whole class getting bullied by this, this kid right. almost all year round. And then, then one day he comes to, to everyone, grabs a microphone and says, okay, now put all that stuff behind you and uh, let's, let's come together and, 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 and make some positive change. You know, it, it's, it's quite difficult. Yeah. To why would, why would I want to work with you? Right. You know, I mean, Seriously, I, um, yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've got to, you've got to come clean and, um, you know, mean what you say, say what you mean type of situation. And, um, and I just, I just don't think I, for me, I, I can never trust him. Um, I, I just can't, I won't, um. I mean, there's nothing he can do, and I think a lot of people, especially women, are like that right now. There's, a, I don't think there's anything he could do to change how I feel about him and perceive him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's he flip flops so much. I really don't think he knows what he's doing or, or what he actually wants to do or how to get it done. No, I, I really, I really, I really don't think he wanted it to become president, but he is, and now he's like, oh, well, shit, what do I do now, and how do I get it done, and, and what do I even stand for, or what do I want to do? And so, I mean, <laughs> I was talking to my dad actually after the speech, and and he said, I, I still can't believe this is real, and I said, yeah, it kind of plays like a reality television show. I I can't believe it either, and he agreed. And and Trump sometimes it seems like. He's in that same sort of mindset where he has trouble differentiating facts and fiction between real life and reality television, and it, it really it comes across that way. And there are times he's speaking and, and these policy ideas he brings forth, and and he and even some heated rhetoric he might aim at uh, one demographic or another, and he doesn't realize the potential repercussions that that can go along with these. Policy ideas or, or, or rhetoric—it's—it's it's quite frightening to be blunt, but also, I mean, to, to stay sane, it, it's quite comical. And this is the leader of our country. This is this is the president of the United States, and I, I, it's still difficult for me to believe sometimes. I know, you know, even even with other Republican presidents, I, I may not like what they stand for. But I, I at least have respect for the office, you know? And with him, I can't even – it's just – it's as if it's, it is simply – the the office of the president right now, anyway, <laughs> has become um, just a, a, a joke, he likes to claim anything that's negative about him in the article or or report. 
is fake news. And it's kind of funny he said right. that because to me he seems like a fake president. He just doesn't seem like a real president. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, I think you and I will always just keep waiting on Ashton Kutcher to jump out and say, you yeah. know, you've been punked. <laughs> it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, but, man, I, I just don't know. I, it's, it's just been, it's been the, it, craziest political machine if you want to call it a machine I've ever seen um, I don't think we really know who actually has the reins there it's not Trump I mean he's he's a puppet because I don't you know yeah it certainly uh, seems that way and you know getting back to his speech I don't know if you saw this but you know um like you know, true English professors have been um, have 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 been reading his speeches and like what type of level? Um, yeah, I saw and that. it was on a seventh grade <laughs> level, seventh yeah. grade level. Um, this past, I guess, it was Tuesday night. Um, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, well, they compare that to previous presidents, and both George mm-hmm. W. Bush and George H. W. Bush were were at an eighth grade level. Top levels were by Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama, respectively, at a ninth grade level. So Donald Donald Trump was at the lowest of all those presidents. <laughs> hmm. I mean, you know, nothing surprises me. <laughs> I just. It doesn't surprises me anymore. When I read that, I was, you know, and anytime I hear him talk, I, 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 I swear I don't mean this to be rude or disrespectful, but I feel dumbed down when I hear him talk. That I'm, I'm really not being rude. I'm not trying to start anything with anybody, but I, I do. I feel. I'm not trying to be a liberal elitist. I'm not. It's just I feel dumbed down when I, you know, or when I, you know, if I see a tweet of his, um, I mean, I I definitely don't follow him on Twitter. I refuse to add to the uh, followers you on there. You haven't gotten there, blocked but, yet? Uh, no. I, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> well, now my goal. I mean, not only is that my goal, I'm I'm trying really hard to get um, Kellyanne to block me as well. So um, I've I've got two people now that I'm targeting. Sounds good. <laughs> on Twitter, that I, I I mean I know those are really lofty goals to have, but. To be to be blocked by those two, I would take such pride. <laughs> I would take. Yeah, that's your Twitter bio. It was probably blocked by Kellyanne and and Trump. Mainly Trump. I I really want to be you know by him, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> I got I got to hit him at the right time when he when he mm-hmm. actually you know would see it and. Uh, <laughs> But yep. Yeah, I can't believe he hasn't blocked me yet. He's so he's so oh, sensitive. He's so sensitive with being poked fun at me. Just look look at his reactions, but uh, from SNL and and other late night comedy shows, and it's, it's kind of ironic well, because a lot of a lot of his supporters refer to liberals as snowflakes, but he appears to be the biggest snowflake of all. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's really funny about you know. I mean, I'm no snowflake. <laughs> I tell you that right now. But um, you know what, what's really funny to me is um, the fact that um, you know he has—he's not going to be going to the uh, White House press for dinner. Yeah, it's, because right. he, it's because he can't take it. Yeah, the correspondence dinner. I think it's the th- first time in 36 years. I want to say. 
yeah. that a president won't be yeah. doing that. And not only that, but I mean, this is his, this is his first year as president, and you're gonna miss that. I mean, that just sends out such a message that you are a you are not a leader. I mean, if you can't take you know, I mean, I I have conservatives say shit to me on here. That's fine. You know, they've called the show. They've sent me stuff on Twitter. But the thing is, I can usually give it right back to you. <laughs> you know, and I mean, even if you can't, you know, you, you're the freaking leader of the real world. I mean, for, you know, the way and uh, name me, name me one other president in the television era who couldn't take a joke. I mean Gerald Ford, right. Ronald Reagan, the Clinton, Obama, the Bushes. I mean, for, for as much as I I didn't like George W. Bush as a president, the, the guy could poke fun of himself here and there. He had no problem with it. So I mean, I give the guy right. credit for that. Trump though, he he can't seem to take any kind of joke. No. It's going to be a long, long four years for me if he doesn't uh, lighten up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The more he uh, complains, you know, the more remember. these comedians are going to go after him. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, did you see that? I love this. That Alec Baldwin is doing a book, <laughs> but writ- written as him playing Trump. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> That direct um, come out in audio. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be, be buying the audio book in that case. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that that's just gonna be hilarious, and I I really wish that uh, they were able to get him for correspondence center. I know they were trying, mm-hmm. or that was that was the wish. I don't know if they're truly trying or not, but. That was a hope by many, um, you know, many people that uh, I follow. They're hoping he'll do that. Um, that are in there the are probably media. hundreds of comedians lining up for that gig. <laughs> no, pick me, pick right. me. <laughs> I mean, who would who would who would he pick? You know, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Yeah, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, those are probably. That's probably about it now. Um, we just got a little bit left. I wanted to talk just real quick. We don't have a lot of information on it because, as you guys know, it's coming out real fast, and um, we 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 don't like to um, you know give out information that. Um, you know, we're, I don't know. We just want to make sure the information we give is, is correct. And I guess that's a nice way to put it. And, um, but, you know, a lot's come out in the last 20 hours with old, with old Dixie, old Jeff Sessions. <laughs> I like to call him Dixie. <laughs> I'm sure you like that. Uh, he probably does. I, I probably shouldn't call him yeah. because he's, he's probably going to start calling himself that. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out old Dixie, um, his, his, looks like he's had a little uh, more than what he said. Uh, well, he said he had zero contact with Russians, but now, um, you know, it, it coming out that um, he did have conversations um, with the ambassador um, Mm -hmm. and you know and during the 2016 presidential elections um, and if if you all followed the um, you know, when, when all you know, everybody had to go through their little processes to be approved, and um, he actually said he during um, his hearing that he did not talk to any Russians, um, and now it's coming out that uh, little Dixie 
um, may have lied a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm starting to talk with an accent now. Okay, uh, so Jeff Sessions, that's what, that's what I'm going to call him. Uh, he um, it just came out from, I mean, like a few minutes ago, New York Times, breaking news. The attorney general has recused himself from any inquiry on Trump's aides, uh, Russian ties after his talks with the ambassador were revealed. So uh, that's good, I guess. Um, but, you know, it all depends on who's going to be making up, you know, who's doing the investigation. Is it going to be one of these, you know, packed with right wingers and, you know, get a slap on the hand. I mean, there's going to be a true. What's that? It'll probably be Putin. (laughs) Yeah, it probably will. Probably. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me at at this point. Um, Yeah. Definitely would not surprise me. I loved Senator Al Franken's response to this whole thing. He he said, hey, Jeff, you do, do know the Russian ambassador is Russian, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already love Al Franken. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what do you, what are you, you know, um, we didn't, and I'll be quite honest with you, the viewing, the viewing audience, the listening audience, the audience. that uh, we're on um, TV. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we'll be perfectly honest with you, you know, that we didn't do a lot of, because um, there's so much coming out right now. We can't get it all, uh, you know, checked and all that good stuff until, you know, we, I mean, we got to give it some time. I mean, we're obviously looking into it, um, but. You know, we don't like to give out false information, and um, but I think I think we're going to start seeing some things coming out soon. Um, but what I mean, what are your thoughts about it? You know, you've got people calling for for him to resign, for him to be mm-hmm. fired. Um, Well, again, I mean, I, I don't, we don't know a whole lot of information about this quite yet, but it's, it's hard not to notice a seeming trend in the, within the administration between Trump, the people he uh, appointed in his cabinet, and ties to Russia. And right. I, I read an article today from a Dan Rather basically saying, I don't know if he has any inside information or, or what have you, but he said this, this whole Russia thing, Russia scandal is going to blow up pretty soon. And it, it just seems like on a daily basis, we find out a new tie between the Trump administration and Russia. Yep. And I, I have a hard time seeing that trend stop anytime soon. Right. And, and it amazed me. We're still, what, he, he was inaugurated on January 20th. What, what day is this? <laughs> we were only, what, a little over a month into his his tenure, and all this oh. crap is coming out. <laughs> month and a month, a week, and a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how I don't see how his presidency can can continue surviving all of this. Um. Because it's not going away. I mean, people like us aren't going to let it go away. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't see how he's going to get through. And, and, you know, the more he tries to push away mainstream media outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and other such outlets, the more he tries to push them away, the more pissed they're going to get at him and, and more they're going to try to dig up some dirt and report yep. stories, which – are going to further plummet his approval ratings and perhaps get him impeached. Who knows? Right, right. I just, that's I one thing he doesn't. He doesn't seem I to get something could happen where the whole administration has to go. 
Because yeah, I'm not nice. too thrilled about a pent presidency either, you know. No, me either. Um, as someone who's part of the LGBTQ community or anyone who supports that community, you should be really frightened. Um, but for lots of reasons. Um, not not just that, but I mean, he's freaking. He's yeah, freaking. Pence might have more presidential he, demeanor. But his policy—I mean, Trump's policy ideas are all—we don't really know what they are. He's, he's very unpredictable in, in that sense. Mike Pence, though, he doesn't, he doesn't shy away from his far right-wing ideology. Right. Right. Um. Oh, you know what? We forgot to talk about um, jumping back up to Trump's. Um, Address the other night. Um, we were going to talk about, you know, what were the what are the fact checkers saying? That's usually oh. <laughs> something that uh, you do immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's a good closer. Well, this tells you anything. Glenn Kessler and Michelle Yehi leave the Washington Post. They did a fact check on Trump's speech and. It's. I printed it out. It's 12 pages long. <laughs> if that tells you anything. Yeah. I'll try to condense it as much as possible. Trump, Trump said, We have begun to drain the swamp of government corruption by imposing a five-year ban on lobbying by executive branch <laughs> officials and a lifetime ban on becoming lobbyists by, for a foreign government. And the fact checkers say... Uh, his five-year ban lobbying was less than advertised. Trump originally promised to extend the ban to uh, congressional officials, but he did not. Moreover, the five-year ban applies only to lobbying one's former agency, not becoming a lobbyist. He also said, We've defended the borders of other nations while leaving our own borders wide open for anyone across and for drugs to pour in at now unprecedented rate. Now, the data are mixed on the amount of drugs coming through the borders. The amount of marijuana seized at the border continues to decline. Illegal immigration flows across the southern border in fiscal 2015 were at the lowest level since 1972, except for 2011. Trump also said, Since my election, Ford, Chrysler, General Motors, Sprint, SoftBank, Lockheed, Intel, Walmart, and many others have announced that they will invest billions of dollars in the United States and will create tens of thousands of new American jobs. Trump again takes credit for business decisions made before his election. <laughs> that sums it up right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've saved taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars by bringing down the price millions. of a fantastic new F-35 <laughs> jet fighter. Yeah, he says millions. And we'll be saving billions more dollars on contracts all across our government. Trump once again takes credit for the lowered cost of the F-35 program. The Pentagon had announced cost reductions of roughly $600 million before Trump began meeting with Lockheed Martin's chief executive. We have cleared the way for the construction of Keystone and Dakota Access pipelines, thereby creating tens of thousands of jobs, and I've issued a new directive that new American pipelines be made with American steel. Let's see. Trump appears to be combining two disputed figures, 28,000 jobs for Keystone and 12,000 for Dakota Access Pipeline. And we look closely at the Keystone numbers, and the actual number of Keystone construction jobs, for instance, is 3,900, and the other jobs have already been created. And it's the context of the U.S. economy, which just added January 230,000 jobs. These are not many jobs. <laughs> Trump also said, as we speak, we are removing gang members, drug dealers, and criminals that threaten our communities and prey on our citizens. Bad ones are going out as I speak, and I have promised throughout the campaign. Trump is referring to the recent arrests of undocumented immigrants convicted of crimes, or the bad ones, as he calls them. Trump takes credit for fulfilling his campaign promise of cracking down illegal immigration, but these arrests are routine. And let's see. About 25% of the arrests that grabbed headlines in early February were of people who had lesser charges and non-criminal convictions. According to the anecdotes of recent arrests, undocumented people with traffic violations were subject to arrests. These are not the quote-unquote bad ones, such as drug dealers and gang members that he describes. 
by finally enforcing our immigration laws, we will raise wages, help the unemployed, save billions and billions of dollars, and make our communities safer for everyone. Trump exaggerates the impact of illegal immigration on crime, taxpayer money, and jobs. Let's see. The U.S. Commission on Civil Rights 2010 report found that illegal immigration has tended to depress wages and employment, particularly for black men. But factors other than illegal immigration contribute to black unemployment, the report found, including the high school dropout rate and low job retention rates. And general economists have found that immigration overall results in a net positive to the U.S. economy. Uh, what else? Millions lifted from welfare to work is not too much to expect. Welfare is a broad term and can apply to people who are working but receiving some government assistance. If someone is receiving means-tested assistance, it doesn't necessarily mean they are not working, which he seems to forget. 94 million Americans are out of the labor force. This is an absurd for Pinocchio claim based on a real number. Let's see. The unemployment rate is only 4.8% because just 7.6 million people are actively looking for a job but cannot find one. For the 94 million not in the labor force, the BLS has data for the year 2015. It turns out that 93% do not want a job at all. The picture that emerges from a study of the data shows that the 95 million consists mostly of people who are retired, students, stay-at-home parents, or disabled. And he's got, he's got a few more, but I think we're running out of time, aren't we? <laughs> He also said, yeah. America has spent approximately $6 trillion in the Middle East. All this while our infrastructure at home is crumbling. With this $6 trillion, we could have rebuilt our country twice. Trump often incorrectly <laughs> claims the U.S. has spent $6 trillion on the wars in the Middle East. And here he uses the figure in a misleading way. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan together cost about $1.6 trillion from 2001 to 2014. The $6 trillion figure as in estimates of future spending, such as interest on the debt and veterans' care for the next three decades. Yet Trump says that this money, not yet spent, could have rebuilt the U.S. economy. The murder rate in 2015 experienced its largest single-year increase in nearly half a century. In Chicago, more than 4,000 people were shot last year alone, and the murder rate so far this year has been even higher. This is not acceptable in our society. In 2015, there was the biggest percentage jump in a single year since 1970-71 and 40, or 45 years ago. In 2016, there was an uptick in the homicide rate in the 30 largest cities. One outlier, Chicago, is responsible for 43.7% of the total increase. But overall, violent crime is on a decades-long decline since the height of the crack cocaine epidemic in the early 1990s. Crime trends can randomly fluctuate year to year. Many factors affect such rates, including the weather. This is why criminologists do not make generalizations about crime trends based on short-term comparisons for rates. And lastly, I believe, yep, lastly, Jamil's 17-year-old son was viciously murdered by an illegal immigrant gang member who had just been released from prison. Jamil Shaw Jr. was an incredible young man with unlimited potential who was getting ready to go to college where he, was, he would have excelled as a great quarterback. But he never got the chance. His father, who is in the, the audience tonight, has become a good friend of mine. Trump likes to use anecdotes as evidence for associating violent crimes with illegal immigration, telling stories of victims of homicide by undocumented immigrants. Clearly, story, yeah, clearly stories like this exist, but the vast majority of unauthorized immigrants do not fit Trump's description of aggravated felons, whose crimes include murder. U.S. Sentencing Commission data show homicides are much or a small percentage of the crimes committed by non-citizens, whether they are in the United States legally or not. The Congressional Research Office Service found that the vast majority of unauthorized immigrants do not fit the category of aggravated felons, whose crimes include murder, drug trafficking, or illegal trafficking of firearms. So there you go. It about sums up all his BS from that night. Well, what they could get to anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just... It's amazing to me that this just you know just on fact checks alone that people still continue to listen to this guy. Um, but well, he is. You know, the good news he talks is about creating. Hearing, he talks about creating jobs. He, he is creating jobs in the fact checking industry. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, and there's going to be jobs that, you know, aren't going to be filled because, you know, I mean, there are some pretty bad jobs out there. And, but you know what? 
immigrants are so much stronger than us and and they'll take whatever jobs given to them i mean we have it so made in america that you know we actually turn our nose up at some jobs i mean i don't but i mean i know people that do and it's like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> uh those people are out you know getting fruits and vegetables together for our fat asses to maybe or may not eat, you know, because we've become such a crappy eating society, you know, and I mean, it's when he gets rid of, you know, (laughs) who he thinks he's going to get rid of in this country, there's going to be a lot of job openings and they're not going to be able to fill them. I mean, they've been trying for, shit, 30, 40 years, um, you know, and, and you know, personally, I think immigrants are taking advantage of there. Mm-hmm. Some places are fortunately starting to, um, you know, some companies are starting to um, pay better and, and give better supports and what have you, but Mm-hmm. My God, it's uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's a crazy time, crazy time. Yeah, it's been but, crazy. Uh, Not too long after his speech on Tuesday night, I I went to see if there were any fact fact checkers who have already re- released their reports on on the speech, and and there was one headline by the Gar- the, UK, the Guardian in the UK. And I forget the exact headline, but it was something like, every one of Trump's big claims is false or something like that. I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> and this is our leader. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, folks, we're going to leave you with that, <laughs> leave you with some great information. Um, your heart is probably full from hearing all of the uh, Donald Trump conversation, but we will be back next week. We will let you know when. Um, we're working on trying to get back to our uh, two a week show. I promise you, we're working on that. Um, just you know, hang in there with me. It's not Craig's fault. It is all my fault for having this issue with my arm. But I promise you, we're working okay. on it. And um, your health is the most important. So. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. Um, I just I miss, I I miss being able to, you know, talk to the people and you know bring our show because we we have a lot of supporters and um, you know want to give them their um, want to give them their show, you know. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, everybody have a great weekend. Craig, have a good weekend. Keep partying. You it's too. your birthday week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> over yet. That's right. I celebrate for a whole month, so. <laughs> yeah, that works too. <laughs> but, all right. Well, take care, everybody. And, uh, Talk to everybody soon. Take care.